So that was Jim Rohn. Another one of my top Another one of my top favorite speakers. R-O-H-N is how you spell his last name. This is another one. It's like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, same category, must listen to, no excuses to not listen to him. Uh, the, the two people that I feel are more responsible for my motivation um, in my life, aside from my wife, are Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar. We listen to Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar almost incessantly. My son can recite a lot of this stuff uh, because if you really think about what he said, the, the simplicity, which is what I really love about him and Zig Ziglar, the simplicity about what they say is amazing because we get so caught up in so many much more complicated things and we don't think about these really simple things. You know, one of my favorite quotes that he talks about, that Jim Rohn talks about, is the whole idea of an apple a day. Right? What's the rest of that sentence? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Right? This is what he says. What if that's true? Do we all do that? Do we all eat an apple a day? No. Why? Is it too expensive? No. Is it too difficult to get? Are apples only in certain places? No. Is it rare? No. So it's pretty commonplace, it's pretty cheap, and it's easy to get. So why don't we do it? And this is, this is the brilliance of what he says. This is the brilliance of what he says. It's easy to do, and it's also easy not to do. And that is the difference between a success and a failure in anything, is discipline. Because to do the things like eating an apple a day is really easy. And it's not hard, and it's pretty simple, and it's, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. But it's easy to do, but it's also so easy to not do. And that's how come so many people, I could name you dozens of my colleagues who started out as practices, and they were really successful, and then they messed them up. And how did they mess them up? They stopped doing what was easy to do. Right? There's some simple, like, if you're doing something that's working, as long as you keep on working, they keep on doing it. Right? But if you start doing things like, like, a lot of food chains, just to think about some restaurants that I know that are no longer here, some food chains in the Atlanta area that I watch come and go, that in the beginning they do great service and they gave great food and it was really delicious and it was really cheap and all of a sudden they raised their prices and lowered their quality because they wanted to get more bang out of their buck. They said, now once I got people here, now let's try to make more money out of this. So they stopped doing what was easy to do. And now they're doing something that's not as easy to do. They're trying to to push something, and instead of continuing their success, they wreck their success, and I watch these chains go down, and I watch some chiropractic colleagues of mine go down in flames because they stopped doing the easy things. And that's the road to success. And let me tell you something about abundance, right? You don't have to come from abundance to get abundance. A lot of people say the reason that, you know, that you have, the only way you can be successful is if you came from success, because if you don't come from success, it's very hard for you to be successful. Well, then... So many people from Oprah Winfrey on down would not be successful. She was not a successful person at the outset of her life, right? She was abused, orphaned, and all, all kinds of horrible things, you know, that she had to go through. But look at her now, one of the richest people in the world, right? That's pretty amazing. You know, look at the one who wrote Harry's, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, right? She was down in a lock, sitting on a, you know, cafe, writing the beginnings of Harry Potter on a what? In a book? In a gold outlaid book? 
with a Mont Blanc pen? No, how did she write it? She wrote it with a borrowed pen from a, a, the coffee place that she was sitting on a scrap of, pay, of napkin. That's how she started Harry Potter. So don't tell me that you have to have money to get started. If you look at the way I started, where I came from, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, and I lived in the sleep-out, the pull-out couch in the living room. My parents had nothing, right? So when I graduated from chiropractic school with $100,000 in debt, we had nothing. And they could, they, could they give me anything but love? No, they gave me nothing but love and a couple pieces of furniture to help me set my office, right? So you don't need to come from money. Don't listen to people who say you need to have all kinds of money to start your office. Or you need to, to take out loans. You should take out $50,000 of loans to start your practice because you're going to be starving your first year. What, are you kidding me? You don't have to take out starvation money or lunch money, as I've heard some practice management people call it. Lunch money? For what? You should be making money your first day. You don't need lunch money. You don't need to take out. You already got $200,000 of loans. What on earth would you need more loans for? Right? And those loans are a lot more expensive, a lot harder to get. You don't need that kind of stuff. Because here's the deal. The world is abundant. And you know how I can prove it? Look up in the sky. What's the yellow thing called in the air? The sun. What does the sun do every single day without fail? Right. Does, does it argue? Does it complain? Does it say, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to stop. I want to break. I want to go on vacation. Right? It, just, what does it do? It just keeps going and going and going and going. And it's, this unbelievable output is about the same output every single day. Isn't that amazing? That's called abundance. Right? And guess what? That is the ocean that he was talking about going to. Right? So if you go to the ocean with a teaspoon or a thimble, then that's all you're going to be collecting. But if you go with a bucket or a couple of buckets or one of those big, huge trucks like that's in front of here by Toy like with the Anomic Mercedes, where used to be Toyota, you see those big, huge dump trucks, the like mammoth dump trucks with the wheels that's bigger than this, you know, the ceiling here? If you go to the ocean with that, you're going to get a lot more abundance, right? Dr. C used to always say, the hole that you give through is the hole you receive from. Right? You get through this itty-bitty little hole, then how are you going to get through past stuff back through like this? It's hard. You've got to get through a big hole. Right? So that's the whole idea of abundance is stop thinking. So many of you guys are stuck in this thought process of lack because maybe you've experienced lack your whole life just the same way I did. I came from lack. I came from nothing. I came from my parents saying, we can't afford this. We can't afford this. We can't afford this. I'm used to that. But you've got to break that pattern. Right? And that's your job in the next three, six, nine months that you're here is break the old pattern that you grew up with. Break, not that your parents didn't love you. They loved you, and that's fantastic, so I'm not talking about that. But I know just from uh, me being a parent myself, we've created patterns in poverty that he's going to have to break it on his own. And there are different patterns, though. There won't be abundance problem patterns. There'll be other kind of patterns. But my parents instilled this negativity pattern in, in us, just, just like my wife's uh, parents did. Well-meaning, but loving, but they, that's just... That was their mindset. And my parents gave us, a, a, me, a very big lack pattern that I had to break. And how did I break that? These guys, right? Listening, listening over and over and over again to the kind of stuff like this and then proving it to myself, proving it over and over and having the discipline to take action, having the discipline to start a bank account when I was in chiropractic school, having the discipline to start a bank account with a dollar. I started my abundance account with a dollar. And I kept on putting a little bit of money, a little bit of money, a little bit of money, because I wanted to grow that money. And he'll talk about, in some of his tapes, 
He'll talk about if you want to save money, start now and start living on 90% of your income. Take 10% of your income every single week and fund it off and put it to a savings account. And even though right now your typical money market account gets like 0.01%, but it's more than nothing, right? And don't wait. Because a lot of you guys say, well, I'll wait till start, I start saving until I start making money. Well, it's very hard for you to start saving when you're making money because you're not thinking about that. Start now when you're not making money to put, yourself, put a plan in action and create tomorrow. Go to SunTrust and create a special account that you won't touch for any reason except for maybe buying a house or something like that. Because that's the first big goal you all should have if you don't have a house already. Is buying a house and you're going to put a little bit of money every single week, every single week, siphoning that money into, even though you can't put 10%, you can put 5% or 1% or a dollar, whatever it is. Put some money, create the abundance. Make your, your mind think that you have abundance by creating an abundance account, right? If you have to fake your brain into thinking you're gonna be abundant, then do it. Because it's far better than what I see a lot of my colleagues right now who spend everything they make. And what's interesting is sometimes, somebody, I watch some of these guys, the more money they make, the more money they spend. So they're driving beautiful Mercedes and they have a nice big old house, but if something goes past their normal amount, they can't afford it. Some crisis happens, they can't afford it. They gotta sell one of their cars or sell a boat or something like that because they can't afford it. Yes. There's sometimes the ones who make a lot of money and just hoard it and hoard it and hoard it as if it's gonna run out of money. Mm -hmm. It's also not living in abundance. Yes, yes, that's very good. Thank you, Penny, for saying that. There's people who, who hoard their money and don't give anything back. So that's another important thing that Jim uh, talks about is taking a percentage of your money and always giving back. Right? So we give to life and we give to religious organizations and we give to National Vaccine Information Center. Always giving, 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 because you want to tell the universe, I have enough, I am abundant. Absolutely correct. So make sure that you guys start studying this kind of stuff and think about this kind of stuff, because this is your future. And very soon you'll be stepping out of here, and if you're, if you're not really thinking very certainly about your future, you just gotta remember that apple a day, that can get away from you. It's really easy for an apple a day to get away from you. But don't let it, right? And start now. <laughs> It's making like a circle. Start now. Um, no worries. Start now making an apple a day a habit and making other successful things for you to do a habit. Okay? And listen to Jim Rohn and listen to Zig Ziglar and the other ones I'm going to talk to you about this quarter. <clears throat> so before I forget, I just wanted to uh, remind you guys <clears throat> next week we have no class because of OSCEs. So I'm going to give you guys a day off. So enjoy Tuesday. So how many of you guys are taking OSCEs next week? Yeah. So enjoy OSCEs. Uh, enjoy your time. Hopefully it's a nice sunny day afterwards. You can relax and whatever. So there's no class next week. We'll meet again. Our next class will be week five. Okay? <clears throat> but understand that your midterm projects, is <clears throat> your projects are starting to come up. So start thinking about that. Um, I just created today a Turnitin uh, thing for you guys. So whenever you, if you happen to start working on that project, you got to put it in there first, okay? <clears throat> so for the, like six or seven of you who have clickers, let's, let's pull them out here. That's okay. I'm not taking any tennis with it, don't worry. <clears throat> All right, so for the next, this class and the next class, which will be week five, um, we're going to talk about this book here. 
Healing the New Childhood Epidemics, the four A's. This is another one of my favorite books that I've read in the last bunch of years. Um, it's written by a medical doctor, Dr. Ken Bach. He is a pediatrician uh, in Rhinebeck, New York. And he really should be a chiropractor. Um, I think if you read his book, um, it is one of the most chiropractic books I've read in a long time, with the exception of the chapters about medicine, uh, which I just essentially don't read. Um, so <laughs> I make believe they're not there. I just I try to just make believe that they're not there at all. Um, but otherwise, it's a really good book, um, and you can get this book just like Dr. Mulo's books for like two dollars. Actually, I saw it a dollar ninety nine. I was looking at it uh, today on Amazon. So there's no reason why you shouldn't have this book. And I think I've told you this before, this whole idea of the four A's, autism, ADHD, asthma, and allergies. One of the greatest ways for you to, in your in clinic here, for you, if all you have is senior citizens, like I know a lot of you, all you have is senior citizens is your patients here in the clinic, and you want to start taking care of some kids, all you got to do is ask your seniors, seniors, do you have any kids or grandkids that you know who have the four A's? And they'll say, the what? Honey or dear or whatever they, the seniors <laughs> you know, call you. Um, and you say the four A's, and they'll be like, what's that? And you'll say, uh, you know, autism, ADHD, asthma, allergies. And what's the answer to this question? Do they have any of these? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. And now you start your pediatric practice in the clinic. Right? So this is, this is how you do it, because everybody knows kids who have you know, these kind of things. As a matter of fact, I would like to do a, uh, an exercise with this class right now. I think there's a lot more than four A's that affect kids uh, today. So I want to use your genius to help me come up with more A's. <laughs> so hold on a second, let me get a pen. All right, give me some more A's. Asperger's. Asperger's, okay, I like Addiction. it. What's that? Addiction. Boom. Like food addictions, like sugar, carb addictions. Oh, that's good. Food addictions, okay. Like sugar, carb, yeah. Good, I like that. Good. Give me another A. Uh, oh, come on. Atrophy. Atrophy? Because they're not exercising, so they're getting atrophy. <laughs> <laughs> atrophy is a, t I'll write it down. It's a tough one, but I'll write it down. All right. Anxiety, very good. I like that, Marissa. That's good. Anxiety. All right, give me some more A's. Come on, think. Antisocial. Antisocial, that's, that's not bad. I like that. That's right, with all the texting they're doing and stuff and not talking. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Good. Alone for depression. Hmm, that's not bad. Alone for depression. Okay. All right, so think of another A that I'm thinking of right now. Let's do it ears. Acute otitis media, very good. Very good, I like that. Okay, and what about um, some A's that have to do with uh, joints? Arthritis, right? Some kids have juvenile arthritis, right? Autoimmune. Autoimmune, that's really good, there we go, I like that one. Allodynia, good. Pain. That's good. Any other A's? Yeah, that's good. Okay, so here's another one I just thought of, but I don't. I can't. It's one of my favorite things to talk about with, about kids, but I, I don't have an A for it. So how about latching and nursing problems? 
Come up with an A with that one. Elijah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Attachment. Reflection. That's not bad. That's good. That's not. They want. I mean, I want something for somebody else to know what that means, though. But that's it's good, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Say it again. Is there a better way to say that? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you could say abnormal latching or abnormal nursing. That's not bad. That's sort of a cop-out to use the word abnormal because you can say it for anything, right? I'll write it down anyway. So just from us here, here's the four A's, right? And we got... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So we have 13 and 4, what is that, 16, 17? 17 A's, right? So we can rewrite, we can write a new book now. I like it, well, the 17 A's, the, the, new, the really new childhood epidemics. Well, thank you for your help. <clears throat> so, um, all right, so let's see, is it, yeah, all right. We have your clickers on. So a patient suggests that if he grew up fine eating what he's eating, why shouldn't everybody? Your answer is what? <laughs> All right, we got seven people. Oh boy. All right, let's see. Very good. Very good. So you guys are listening. So, a lot of times people will say this, we talked about this last week, people will talk about this, how it's, you know, I used to eat this way, I grew up on a farm, everything's fine, and we need to answer them saying the world is not the same as it was 20 years ago. We don't say good point, right? We don't say that. Uh, and then we can say food and growth production has destroyed its value because the way they grow foods today is very different than the way they produce foods, the way they chemically process foods, right, is all very different. So good, you guys are on the same page. And you know that I have a thing for like, multiple answer, you know, kind of thing. So I'm glad you guys figured that out. All right. Other environmental issues have changed over the last 20 years, such as... Oh, we got two more responses. <laughs> Three more responses. Is that working? All right. So the answer is all of them, right? Right. And this is a very important factor that you really need to bring up with our patients, right? So yeah, the food production has changed, right? And the food processing has changed, but so has the, the environment in terms of even the invisible parts of the environment. And not just the air we breathe, but the air we are breathing in, right? Just looking at this room and how with all our cell phones and our iPads and our laptops and God knows what else we have, watches, some people have GPS watches and stuff. And yeah, fluorescent lights. Right, which are now everywhere because they're outlawing the regular lights, you know, which is a great idea because we want more mercury in, this, in our world. Um, so all these things are just producing all kinds of unbelievable electromagnetic radiation, which is most likely genetically changing our babies. Yes. I actually have a good question. What do you recommend for like lights if you're building a new office? You know, uh, that's a is a great question, and the big problem 